0: I'm excited to have my next guest on. I've, I've made no bones about it. I think he's the best talk show host in America, present company included. And so we want to bring him out the right way. Brandon, let's go. March Madness is
1: upon us. Duke head coach Mike Krzyzewski is set to retire as perhaps the greatest college basketball coach of all time. And you must acknowledge his greatness. We hate that he beat every team black people loved. Being good made Coach K a star. Being better than us made him a legend. So to commemorate the real legacy of Coach K, we decided to give him his very own museum exhibit. Our exhibit also showcased the nightmarish illustrations the children of Detroit drew after Duke defeated the Fab Five in the 1992 NCAA championship game. Dozens of artifacts told the stories of black trauma like Aminu Timberlake's jersey that Christian Laettner stomped on with his punk ass. But their pain was nothing compared to what some have endured.
0: And now we've reached the Jalen Rose part of our exhibit. Ladies and gentlemen, Jalen Rose. Even once after my uncle passed and they came to Ann Arbor, I had a patch on my jersey and everything. It still didn't matter. This is not fiction. You can check out Game Theory Sunday nights, 1030 hour time. You can also stream it on HBO Max. Beaumont Jones joins me on the Circa Resort and Casino Hotline. Circa Resort and Casino in Las Vegas, home of the world's largest sports book. Bo, thank you so much for blessing the show, man. No, man, I appreciate you having me. I got to ask you, this is a massive undertaking that, that you're doing with HBO. How did it come about?
1: Well, the project had actually already been lined up um, with somebody else hosting it, but that person had to back away for some reason. And so I got the phone call and when they called me, they sent me this deck and it was interesting, but it was very clearly for a comedian. And I told them, I said, look, I don't think this deck works for me, but I think that not only is this show best great for me, I think I'm the only person that, will fill all the qualifications you need to make this show work. And let me tell you, that's a pretty impressive uh, pitch and job interview apparently
0: because it worked. Well, what's it like to build something like this with you as the centerpiece? I know that you've talked about what it was like for you to join Dan and then building something with Pablo. But to build a, a TV space like this on HBO, what was it like? Well, the first
1: thing was actually figuring out what I would want to do. So most people who, like, operate in this space that I'm in now, they're cooking up ideas all the time and putting together treatments and trying to do this and trying to do that. Like, they're in the ideas business. I've spent the better part of the last 10 years or so in just the doing business. Like, oh, there's a show? I'll get on and I'll do it. But nothing that required, like, flexing the creative muscle and trying to figure out what you would want something to look like. It was more about how to effectively do the thing that I was doing. So it took me a few months to actually just kind of get into it and learn a bit more about the world and then think about, okay, what would I like to do and what is possible? And what became interesting is finding out that what was possible actually greatly exceeded what I thought was possible. And so, like, little small ideas like what if we put together a museum exhibit about how Coach K terrorized black America? And then we could actually do it. Like, that that kind of stuff is just wild and mind-blowing to me.
0: It should be. And and considering, you know, who you had help out in that regard too. like I was I was sitting there going, wait, what? What is happening right here? The scope of it is so big that I wonder if it even opens up your creativity even more on what's possible. Well, yeah, also, man,
1: I got a like an office full of really dope, talented people. Like, it's not like I came up with all that stuff by myself. The team of people that we have working on this show are more impressive than – I mean, I thought they were like that to do these jobs. And now that they're all together, man, like I was talking to one guy on the staff he made a good point. He said, if ever you're out of office and you feel like you're working harder than everybody else, you got to leave. And nobody feels like that here. Like it's just great offices, great people who are really, really, really absurdly talented.
0: Talking with Beaumont Jones, check out his show, Game Theory, Sunday nights, 10.30 on HBO and on HBO Max. How significant is it for you to be a part of HBO Sunday night? I mean, that's, that's got a pretty big legacy to live up to. Yeah, but, like, it's not pressure.
1: Like, that's the thing about, like, the idea of living up to legacy, you do that to yourself if you get caught up in that kind of thing. Like, legacy is such a long, far-off sort of concept all we got to do is put together a good show. Like, no matter what time this show came on, it come on 3 o'clock in the morning. If it's not good, it's not good, and that's a problem. So I don't really think about our performance in the context of anything that's going on on that network at that time slot. I do think about it in the context of the network. Like, is this a show that belongs on HBO? That part I think about, yes. But in terms of all that other stuff, I ain't about to be making my life hard unnecessarily. <laughs>
0: I get that. Was this set up to be in front of a live audience, or 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 do you like the vibe of it being the crew that's reacting to it?
1: Well, it wasn't set up to be a live audience. It also wasn't even set up to be the crew reacting. We were kind of trying some stuff out, but I think we're actually going to have an audience
0: for episode two.
1: Um, so we'll see how that goes.
0: Okay, that that could be dope. You showed a lot of gratitude. I was listening to the Monday's episode of the podcast, and – you showed a lot of gratitude towards the end to, to everyone who's kind of helped you get here. What did the support of family, friends, and colleagues mean to you as you launch this new venture? Oh, man. It was, the thing that's
1: probably taken me the farthest aback, I suppose, that felt like a clunky sentence, but whatever, is how many people are just legitimately happy for me. Um, that part is like really, really touching is that people who do know me, people who don't, are just happy for me. And I appreciate that greatly. Um, more than I could possibly explain. Like not just them saying that it's good or whatever it is, but an appreciation that it took a lot to get to a position of being able to do this. And the last few years in particular have had their own ups and downs or whatever it is, but to be in a position to do something that I've literally always wanted to do, there just aren't that many people who ever get to use that sentence about themselves. And to have the people around me, like my, you know, my brother, my mom, all my, you know, my dad, all my really good friends, like, it's just, it's good to know that while they dig the fact that this is HBO and all of that, what they really dig about it is that it's me. And that's the most important thing.
0: Did you think when you started out in the business that you would get to a place where you could be authentically yourself and succeed.
1: Yeah, but I've never done anything other than those two things. Like I've never had any reason to think that it would go the other way. Like the the thing that I do better than anybody else is be me. Like I I don't I don't necessarily relate that well when people talk about feeling like they can't be themselves in these spaces cuz I always wonder if they ever tried in the first place. Like, give it a run. It might go a little better than you think it would. And so I decided on the front end that I wasn't giving the other option. The only option I had was to give me option. If they wanted to say no to it or people didn't respond to it, that would just be what it was. And that's what I've always gone with on the front end. I couldn't imagine anything else because I don't really know why I'd do it if it was anything else.
0: Well, what does is, what is success then look like for game theory to you?
1: Good shows. Well, fair that's fair enough. That's the only part that I can That's the only only part I can control is if we make good shows. Um, I want to do a show that I like and that the people I respect like and that the people who have followed me for all this time can enjoy and is also a show that people who are not familiar with me will be able to see see as an introduction into me. But in terms of what is success, the only thing that we can control from where we stand is whether or not we have a good show.
0: Bomani Jones joining me. Check out his show. You're going to love it. Game Theory, Sunday night, 1030 on HBO and streaming on HBO Max. The choice of having Stephen A. Smith as your first guest made a lot of sense considering how powerful he is in the industry. Did the conversation, even with all the research and your friendship, was there anything in it or reaction to it that surprised you?
1: Um, there's a lot in the interview that you guys didn't get that surprised me. Like he was really open and vulnerable on a lot of things from what it was like after his mother died to dealing with COVID to what it was like, when he did not have his contract renewed in 2009 and was trying to get his way back into the business. Um, I, I thought it was incredibly kind of him to do it in the first place. Like he showed up on a Saturday afternoon. He did not have to do that. He did that in a large part to be helpful to me. And so I really, really appreciate that. But no, he was willing to drop the, what most would call the persona in ways that I didn't necessarily expect.
0: I enjoyed the way that he reacted to being threatened. And it felt like he was digging into his general hospital character a little bit. And he he went to kind of a dark place. But I felt that in my soul because all of us have had those moments, whether it's athletes or people in front offices, that they do try to to push you. And I was glad to see him in that moment be like, yeah, you can try it, but – Know that I might push back, and that you might not enjoy if I push back. Yeah, yeah, nah, man, he ain't playing about that. I got to ask you about the hair bow. Now, here's the thing: obviously, all of us can't have the Jalen Rose hairline. Like that is that is a gift from God that Jalen has got, and he is taking advantage of. With you, you already knew that you looked good bald, so. Was there a, were you worried about what you would look like if you grew the hair out at this point?
1: I mean, I did it during quarantine, so it didn't matter. I actually thought it was going to come out looking like Clyde Drexler and I was just doing it for funny. Um, And then it didn't look so bad, so I just ride it out. And see, the problem is, if it ain't this, it's just going back to what it was, so I'm just kicking it.
0: Yeah, that's a good place to be where you get get that opportunity. I'm I'm struggling. I I still got enough of the front where I'm okay, but mine is happening in the back. So eventually I'm going to have to come on home, but I don't have to do it yet, and that's a very, very good thing for me. Man, there's a lot of crossover. Hold on until you can't. That, that's my that's what I'm going with. Until I can't, I'm going to do that. We have a lot of crossover with audience. I know there are a ton of people who listen to me that listen to you, And shout out to Mike from the West side because he he's been a score listener for a long time. And I know that he is a a Bomani Jones fan. Your connection with Chicago is, is, is pretty cool for for those who don't know how much time have you spent here in the city and why?
1: Well, yeah, I got this. My family up there. You know, we we Louisiana. Well, my dad is just Louisiana people, so I mean, you got to send at least one relative to Chicago. True. Um, in the course of the migration, and my man Mike. i mean, I come up to Chicago to hang out with Mike for his birthday party and all of that stuff. He's one of my favorite people. Like like I like Mike is say somebody that calls the shows. If I'm going to Chicago, I'm going up there to hang out with Mike. But like my brother's one. He went to Southern for undergrad, so they were deep down as uh, Chicago was deep in Southern at that time. And so we got our general southern relationship with Chicago. You know, come up check out the family, but I will say this, Chicago in the summer about as much fun as anything anybody can make happen.
0: I I agree with you. There's nothing like it. I think the only thing that comes close is like Montreal from my experience, but but Chicago in the summertime is legit. Bo, I'm I'm really appreciative that you had time to come on my show. I think that you're the best talk show host in America, and I'm very I mean, I don't have any right to be proud of what it is that you're doing, but I am very proud. Of what you're doing and I'm glad that you're getting this opportunity because you've more than earned it and I and I'm I'm hoping that I can help in very small way to help it succeed because it needs to succeed because you're that damn good. Hey,
1: man, I greatly appreciate it, man, and I wish you the best of success and I will talk to you soon.
0: Thanks, Bo. That is Bo Monty Jones. Check out his show Game Theory on HBO He had Diallo Riddle help him out with that stuff, man. I'm glad that we got a chance to talk. Bo and I, like, we follow each other on Twitter and we've DM'd here and there, but that was the first, like, real conversation that we had. So I'm glad that you were able to check it out. And that cross-section of people who listen to me and then listen to Bo, I hope they were satisfied with that because I found it to be very satisfying. I got some Bulls thoughts that I want to share. We will talk about the newest Cub. We will do all of that coming up. Stick around. I'm Lawrence. You're listening to The Score.
1: Lawrence Holmes, noon to 2 on Sports Radio 670 The Score and 670thescore.com in Odyssey Station. They ain't no father to his staff. That's why he the old dirty bastard.
0: I got to ask Evan on a ruling on whether or not we're going to consider Redman a part of Wu. This remix, by the way, is one of my favorite remixes ever. Red and meth kind of doing their thing. But Evan is is kind of the the, the Wu-Tang gatekeeper. So when we talk with him in a few minutes about the Cubs, we'll also ask him on whether or not we should consider Redman Wu-Tang official or is he just Wu-Tang adjacent it's probably Wu-Tang adjacent but I don't want to speak for Evan we will talk Cubs with him and I'm I'm excited to hear what he has to say about Seiya Suzuki thanks to all the people who texted in or were in the chat and really enjoyed the opportunity for me to talk with Bomani Jones someone said have him on every week um guys I don't the fact that we pulled this off is not insignificant. Having him on once a week would probably make someone very, very angry. The fact that we were able to do this, let's take it as a win and and go, shh, okay? So I thank Bo and I thank uh, everyone over at HBO for helping to make that happen.